0: More at 91DonkeyLane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Put down that smartphone and listen to
2: me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan.
0: More at 91DonkeyLane.com See you there, you donkeys!
1: hey guys this is it the last interview that i did at fantastic fest i sat down with nicholas pesch who is the director of the film piercing which is getting i believe a limited release run this weekend and should be also available on like vod and all of that good stuff but he was a super cool dude to talk to. I had a blast talking with him. We just had a good fun time. He's a pretty chill dude. So I hope you enjoy this interview from way back in September when I went to Fantastic Fest. And uh in the meantime, here's hoping that I get to return next September. Because that was probably one of the best weekends of my life. So if you are in the Austin area, um stay tuned. Maybe I will be in your area again very soon. And by very soon I mean in seven months but whatever uh stay tuned bye oh, perfect just that. that sounds terrible so I'm just gonna that <laughs> uh hey everybody at horror movie night i'm sitting here with nick Pesh. i get it yep all right <laughs> the uh director of piercing um so usually when i do these i try to give you guys a rough approximation I'm like oh if you're a fan of this then you're i can't do it for this one i don't I have never seen a movie like this in my 33 years of watching movies. Good. <laughs> so what was the inspiration for this? Um,
3: I, you know, I think as, as with my previous film as well, you can tell from watching the movie that I'm a movie buff. And I think that uh, the inspirations for this, it's very much... An Italian seventies giallo movie, the sort of like psychosexual thrillers that like Argento was making in the seventies. Um, but there's also a lot of like Jacques Tati and Peter Sellers, and then a little Hitchcock, and and then wook Park and Bong Joon Ho and kind of that weird sense of humor that a lot of the Korean genre movies have, and that's sort of the like hodgepodge that that makes that makes this movie. So if you like
1: any of those movies. Go take this one out. <laughs> well, because it's definitely one of those movies where every time you think you know where it's going, it goes in a different direction. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool. Because there was like three or four different times where I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. And then I was wrong. Um, did you, when you were writing it, was there this active decision to kind of be like, okay, if I think as a viewer I would predict this, then I have to change it when you were writing it? Well, uh, the, the movie's based on a book and...
3: Part of the beauty of the book is um, the the story establishes itself like a classic psychosexual thriller. Here's a guy who wants to do harm to a woman and he's either going to have sex with her or do really bad things to her and... I think the beauty of this story is that it does, it sets up that that's the movie and it does none of that. And (laughs) it threatens sex and violence the whole time and you never get any. And, um, and I think that finding, um, finding those turns and unexpected ways of dealing with the genre was, was a lot of fun for me. And um really playing with both like gender role expectations but just genre expectations and really uh y- making use of the fact that audiences think oh I-, like they audiences want to be ahead of the film yeah. they want to be ahead of the filmmaker and be able to say like i saw that coming And to kind of lean into that and give you clues to make you feel like, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen. And then do something totally different. It's kind of fun to be like, nope, you were wrong.
1: (laughs) This, I watched this this morning at eight in the morning. Do you know how much of a wake up this movie (laughs) is at eight in the morning? Great. Uh, so what's the, what's the plan? I know that we have a December 7th release date. We're going to be dropping this maybe two days before then. Um, Where can people go to actually see the movie, though?
3: Um, It is coming out in select cities and theaters. So, like, New York, L.A., Chicago, and a couple other cities. Um, And it will also be on demand on iTunes and stuff. So,
1: you'll be able to see it there. Very, very cool. Now... I'm sure you're not totally familiar with with a uh, small potatoes podcast like Horror Movie Night, but one of our bigger focuses is talking about the so bad it's good films that we all loved as kids. This is not a so bad it's good movie; it's just a good movie. But we all have a secret. What's your secret? Like so bad it's good film that you love? Oh, there's probably there's so many.
3: I mean, um, I'm trying to think of like something that's like awful for you. <laughs> um. I mean, like,
1: as a kid, I got a real kick out of Killer cl- Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I feel like everyone of, like, our age group was just... That was that movie that you called on TV and was like, what is... You can make movies like yeah. this? Yeah, Santa Claus versus the Martians, <laughs> yeah.
3: too. Um, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Like, that sort of... Um, really grindhousey, like let's just smash two ideas together <laughs> and santa claus is gonna fight martians and um i used to get the dvds in the supermarket and they would come with like three terrible movies on them and it would be like five bucks and um and the movies are awful but there's such a charm to them. You know, a lot of the sci-fi stuff of, like, the 50s and 60s, too. Like, Invaders from Mars, you can literally see zippers on the back of the <laughs> aliens' costumes. But there was, like, a charm and a magic to watching, like, people trying to upend genre, trying to do something that's, like, crazier than the last thing you saw. And, um, and I think I've actually taken a lot of inspiration from a a lot of movies that I would say are probably so bad that they're good
1: I was going to say that there is an element of that with with piercing as it's a very good movie but it has that very like renegade filmmaker in the 70s vibe to it the whole time
3: I love camp I really (laughs) do love camp and I think that um finding out how figuring out how to play camp tastefully you know piercing has a lot of stuff that like w- w- we tried to make our sets look fake. We used miniatures for the exteriors. It's literally toy cars driving on the streets. It's like, you know, w- we went out of our way to do clunky things uh, that you wouldn't do in film anymore. The car driving stuff is all rear screen projection. You know, it's like these things that people abandoned long ago cause we have way better ways of doing it now. And I wanted to lean into that stuff and kind of find, like, a classy, elegant way of reviving that kind of stuff and doing it in a way that is uh, an homage to camp but, like, removes the cheesiness from it because I think that the what, you know, what differentiated you know, early Cronenberg from the campiest of movies was a very, very fine line. And it was just like a taste thing of like knowing how to
1: use this kind of cheesy device. You you almost describe it in a way that sounds like if Ed Wood made a movie with Orson Welles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) It's like, You know, like, Orson Welles doing a film where he's like, but we do really just need to use hubcaps for the alien spaceships. (laughs)
3: Yeah, (laughs) and I think that if you can do... If you can do the Ed Wood thing with an Orson Welles mindset, you're gonna probably do something cool.
1: I think that this is gonna be a movie that people um, stumble upon and just can't get it out of their heads. Like, I've been... I sat through two movies already, and I'm still thinking about piercing this morning. (laughs) Nice. Well, that's
3: good.
1: So... If there's any piece of advice you can give to any of the listeners of the show that are creators, directors, writers, whatever, um, it's a very discouraging thing to do at the end of the day. Most of, most of the time, it's a, it's a lot of failure. It's a lot of people telling you that you're not going to succeed. Things aren't going to work out. What's one inspirational piece of advice you could give to any of those people?
3: I think um, don't ask for permission and don't wait to be given permission to make a movie. I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of um, spend a lot of time thinking, like, well, I'm not, either I'm not ready or like, if I could just do this, 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 and this, I would be in a position where I could ask for this. And it's like, n- no one's. Uh, no one's going to let you make a movie unless you just decide to make a movie. And I think the best piece of advice I could give, which is what I did, was you just start the train going and you start, you know, you you make it so that uh, you have to make this movie. And whether people want to join you or not, great, but you're going to make this movie no matter what. And if you pursue that, uh, you'll probably get a movie made. And, you know, whether it's good or not is on you. <laughs> but I think, like, not waiting for permission to make a movie and just deciding I want to do it and going and doing it. And, you know, my first movie cost very, very little money. And and I don't... And I think that people think, like, oh, I need a million dollars to make a movie. And you totally don't. You know, Ty West's first movie cost 50 grand that he put on credit cards. And, like, it's... uh it's easier to get to the point making a movie is not easy but getting to make a movie is easier than people think it is not easy but i think that people uh imagine gatekeepers that aren't there
1: well thank you so much nick the movie is piercing is coming out on december 7th uh check it on on demand if you're not in any of those major cities and uh Thanks again, Nick. Uh, Just a very inspirational guy right here.
0: Thanks.
2: Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan.
0: more at 91DonkeyLane.com. See you there, you donkeys.
2: Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Owl fan.